0: Episode of creating powerful impact, I'm your host Shea Wheat, founder of Grace and Ease Productions, and y'all, I've got the doctor in the house today. I'm really excited to have her here because this is a topic that is not talked about, probably hardly at all, unless she's doing it. Um, but it is a topic that we deserve to be talking about. So I'm excited to bring you Dr. Debbie Silver, who is the founder of the P.B. T Institute, which is the Post Betrayal Transformation Institute, and she is a holistic psychologist, a health mindset and personal development expert, author, and podcast host. She's doing it all because the message is so incredibly powerful, and I love that she is super dedicated to helping people move past their betrayals as well as any other kind of blocks presenting them, preventing them from their health, their work relationships, confidence, and happiness that they want most. So please help me welcome Debbie to the Creating Powerful Impact stage. Hi, Debbie. Hi, looking
1: forward to our conversation.
0: Me too, because like I said, it's not a topic that you hear very often, um, but it is a topic that is probably that underlying thing that is is holding a lot of us back, I would assume. You know, like that unhealed betrayal. It's just impacting the health, the work, the relationships, the success that we want Mm -hmm. and so desperately desire. Right. So I would love I I would love for you to like maybe start us out in telling us about, you know, tell us about betrayal and why does it hurt? And what, you know, how is it impacting it? And how are we like creating it? And what is tell us about Mm -hmm. that? Let's start there.
1: Yeah, sure. You know, betrayal is one of the most painful of the human experiences. I mean, think about it. This was the person you trusted. This was the person who said, like, when other people are giving you a hard time, I got you. So when the person you trust the most proves untrustworthy, who do you trust? When the one you run to when other people are causing harm is the one causing the harm. Where do you go? You know, this was the person who gave us a sense of safety and security. a a basic foundational need. So when that's the very person to shatter that sense of safety and security, it's totally traumatizing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely. It kind of like hits you in that gut place because like you said, the person that you trust the most, you can now no longer trust. Now, what do you do?
1: And that's the thing. And it has this ripple effect where it it does, it impacts our health, our work, our relationship, you know, like in, in uh, relationships, I'll see it in one of two ways. The classic sign of an unhealed betrayal is repeat betrayals. And I hear this all the time. People say, what the heck I go from, you know, friend to friend to friend, partner to partner to partner, you know, boss to boss, to boss, is it me? Yes, it is. Not in that it's your fault, right? And that it's your opportunity. There is a profound lesson needing to be learned. You are lovable, worthy, and deserving. You need better boundaries in place, whatever it is until, and unless you get that you're going to have opportunities in the form of people to teach you or Ooh, that's if, oh, good yeah. say that again. Yeah, until you get that lesson, you're going to have opportunities that look like people and they're there to teach you. So we'll see it in relationships that way, or the big wall goes up. You know, you know, people like this. They're like, nope, been there, done that. No one's getting close to me again. They think it's coming from a place of strength. It's not. It's an unhealed betrayal. Their heart was so broken that they would rather keep everyone away, everyone at bay, than risk that level of vulnerability and heartbreak again. Mm -hmm. We see it in health. People go to the most well-meaning health experts, doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to manage a stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. At the root of it's an unhealed betrayal. Mm -hmm. We see it at work. People want that raise or promotion, but they don't have the confidence to ask because their confidence was shattered. Mm. in the betrayal so they don't ask or they want to be a team player collaborative partner but that person they trusted the most proved untrustworthy how do they trust the boss the coworker, the partner shows up everywhere
0: yeah so okay like what should we be even asking ourselves because i have a feeling there are people out there that are just like yeah, I don't know if I've ever really been betrayed. I don't know if, I mean, these things just kind of happen to me, but I don't think it's, it's because of betrayal. Are there questions that we can be asking ourselves to see if we're numbing out or we're just avoiding it or we're distracting ourselves or like, are there questions?
1: Oh, definitely. There are four questions. And I would love to get into the to the uh, discoveries, because then they will anybody hearing this will absolutely know if they're struggling. But one of the of the definite ways you'll stay stuck in your healing is if you're numbing, avoiding, distracting like you, you know, through food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, whatever. So these are four questions that I invite everybody to write down. That's my way of saying, write these down. So the first one is, are you numbing, avoiding, distracting? If so, how? Call yourself on it. Do you go into the kitchen? You're not the least bit hungry. You're in the cabinets. Do you walk into a room, you put the TV on just to drown out the sound of your own thoughts? Call yourself on it. Mm -hmm. The second question, what am I pretending not to see. Be honest. Are you pretending not to see that health issue that needs your attention? Are you pretending not to see your relationship is in trouble? Are you pretending not to see you hate your job? Be honest. The third question, what's life going to look like in five to 10 years if I do nothing? We don't want to take a look at this, but play that out the way you're handling it or not handling it. Five to 10 years, what does that relationship look like? What does the health issue look like? What does the work look like? And the last question, what can life look like in five to 10 years if I change now? Yeah, I'm not saying change is easy, but change and transformation begins when we tell ourselves the truth.
0: So if somebody is like, okay, these are great questions. I wrote them down, but nothing is coming to mind. Mm -hmm.
1: is, Is that just like super deep? It could be, or listen, maybe not, maybe they haven't been betrayed. Maybe it's a micro betrayal, a death by a thousand cuts betrayal kind of thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be that the person they trusted the most uh, betrayed them. It could be self-betrayal. I mean, but it's, it's not, it's not like every single person has, has Mm. absolutely had these traumatic betrayals, but for the ones that have for, from a family member, a partner, a friend, a coworker. You know, betrayal is a very different experience. And, and that was actually the first discovery where I had been through death of a loved one. I'd actually been through disease, but, and I'd also been through betrayal and it, it felt very different. I didn't want to assume it was the same for everybody else. So I asked them, if you've been through other traumas besides betrayal, does it feel different for you? And unanimously, they said, oh my gosh, it's so different. Here's why. Because it feels so intentional. We take it so personally. So the whole self gets shattered, rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust. So with other traumas, you have to rebuild your life. You don't have to, but that's the invitation, right? With betrayal, not only do you have to rebuild your life, you have to rebuild the self So I coined a new term post betrayal transformation, the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after betrayal. So that betrayal is a different type of trauma. That was the first discovery.
0: Okay. So thank God, (laughs) like we don't have to stay in it. We don't have to stay stuck in it. There are ways to move through it and be healed from it.
1: Is that what you're saying? Not only be healed, you can use it as a launch pad for your transformation, for to create a version of you that never would have had the opportunity to exist. So that was the third discovery. And for me, it was the most exciting. I'll get to the second one uh, after if you want to hear it. But the third was, while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many people do, if we're going to fully heal, fully heal from that that shattering of everything you've known to be real and true to this completely new rebuilt place called post betrayal transformation we're going to move through five proven predictable stages mm. and what's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically mentally and emotionally at every one of those stages and we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. Healing is entirely predictable. Now, just so you know, and I'm happy to go through the stages, most people stop in, and stay in stage three forever. Really? Oh, yeah. Transformation doesn't even begin until stage four. Yeah. And if I go through the stages, you'll hear it clearly and you'll know. Happy to share them if you want to hear Oh my hear God, them. that's a cliffhanger, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would be really awkward if you said no. Okay, so and they're all mapped out in my book, Trust Again. It's all we do within the PBT Institute. Here's a boil down version. Um, stage one, before it happens. And if you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, what I saw with everybody, me too, was a heavy lean on the physical and the mental thinking and doing, oh, we're so good at that, and kind of neglecting or ignoring the emotional and the spiritual feeling and being, right? If a table has two legs, easy for that table to topple over. That's us. Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, discovery day. This is the scariest of all of the stages. And this is where you get the news that forever changes your life. And this is the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. So right here, you've ignited the stress response. You are now headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Your mind is, is, you're like, you cannot wrap your mind around what you just learned. You're like, like, none of this makes sense. And your worldview has just been shattered. Your worldview is your mental model, the rules that govern you, that prevent chaos. Don't go there, trust this person. And in one earth shattering moment, every rule you've been holding to be real and true is no longer the bottom has truly bottomed down on you and a new bottom hasn't been formed yet so this is terrifying Mm -hmm. but think about it if the bottom were to bottom out on you what would you do you would grab hold of anything or anyone to stay safe and stay alive and that's stage three survival instincts emerge it's the most practical out of all of the stages you know, if you can't help me get out of my way, how do I survive this experience? Who can I trust? Here's the trap though. This is the stage we get stuck in. Here's why, around around. you know, so many people in this stage. And when I describe this, you gonna be like, oh, okay, once we figured out how to survive our experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where we just came from, we're like, oh, okay, this is good. And Because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we don't know there's a stage four or stage five. Transformation, like I said, doesn't even begin until stage four. Because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we plant roots here, we park here, we make this home. We're not supposed to, but we don't know that. And four things happen. The first thing is we start getting all those small self-benefits we get to be right. We like being right. <laughs> we get our story. We get sympathy from everyone. We tell our story to, You know, and on some level that feels good because we're not getting much of anything else. So we plant deeper roots. Now that we're here longer than we should be, now the mind starts doing things like, "Well, maybe you're not all that great. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe this, maybe that. So we plant deeper roots, right? We're not supposed to, but we don't know. Now, because these are the thoughts we're thinking, this is the energy we start putting out. Well, like energy attracts like energy. So now we start calling situations and circumstances and relationships towards us to confirm. Yep. You're exactly where you belong. The misery loves company crowd. This is when they find you. It gets worse, but I'll get you out of here because it feels so bad, but we don't know there's anywhere else to go right here. We resign ourselves. We're like, this stinks, but I have to work, I have to get through my day, I have to feed my kids. So right here is where we start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, whatever, to numb, avoid and distract. So think about it, we do it a day, a week, a month, it's a habit, a year, 10 years, 20 years. Shay, I can see someone 20 years later and say, that emotional eating you're doing, where that drinking, numbing in front of the TV, do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. They would say it happened 20 years ago. All they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. Does that make sense?
0: Totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see it from the outside perspective of like, oh, they're just repeating over and over and over again, that same story in that same situation in that same wheel. And, And because that's now safe, because that's now the norm, because that's all they know and if they change it, then what could possibly happen? And it could, I don't know, you tell me this, but could it be like the betrayal could happen all over again? So I might as well just stay where I'm at.
1: Well, and that's where the betrayal does happen again. The betrayals <sighs> happen in stage three because it's, it's a familiar known. You know how to do that. You, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed to create a different dynamic there that, and here's what I see. Uh, This is one of the things I see all the time in, in stage three years. They're so, this is so familiar. Now they have their support group here. Here's one thing they'll do too. People will actually sabotage their healing because now they have their people. And like, well, this is these, this is my group. They, I see this all the time too. People will sabotage They're healing because they don't want to outgrow their betrayer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's the familiar known. They're doing this and they're like, "Ooh, but this is scary. Who will I find up here? I'll just stay with this. So they keep getting betrayed again. It's not good. It's not fixed. It's not healed. Nothing. But this is the only benefit is that it's known. Yeah. And this is stage three for Uh life.
0: Oh, uh, okay. how do you move to four? What is four? <laughs> Don't, leave <laughs> me
1: Don't leave me here in three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Okay. So if you're willing to let go of the small self benefits, the story, everything you get with it, grieve, mourn the loss, a bunch of things you need to do. You move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo what happened, but I control what I do with it. Right there in that decision, you turn the stress response down. You're not healing just yet, but at least you stop the massive damage you've been creating in stages two and stage three. Stage four feels like if you've ever moved, if you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo apartment, you know, all your stuff's not there. It's not quite cozy yeah. but you're like, okay, okay, we can do this. We got this. It feels like that. But, but here's what's so interesting about stage four. If you were to move, you don't take everything with you. Right. You don't take those things that don't represent who you want to be in your new space. And what I found was if your friends weren't there for you, there's this one spot in moving from stage three to stage four. You've outgrown them. And people ask me all the time. What the heck? I've had these friends 10, 20, 30 years. Is it me? Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation. And if they don't rise, they don't come. Mm -hmm. You, You are now getting very deliberate and intentional intentional about who you spend your time with, who you want around you, the energy you want around you, all of it. So very common to change friendships. So people think they're going crazy. No, they're not. That's transformation. Very common. When you've settled. Yeah. When you've settled into this mental space, you've made it cozy. You made it home. You move into the fifth, most beautiful stage. And this is healing rebirth and a new worldview the body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. You didn't have the bandwidth for that earlier. You were surviving. Now you do. The mind is healing. You're making new rules. You're making new boundaries based on the road you just traveled. And you have a new worldview based on everything you see so clearly now. And the four legs of the table in the beginning, it was all about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages.
0: Wow. Okay, so you said that was in one. Which one of your books? Because
1: you have a few. Which yeah, book was that two. in? So, so trust again has all the five stages mapped out, and my story and everything else. And for everybody was getting stuck in stage three. I'm like, you've been through the worst of it already. You owe it to yourself to move completely through the okay. stages. We're doing a stage three. So I wrote from heart and tail. This is just for the stage threeers. <laughs> so Thank stage you. three has a book just for them. uh, It sounds like it's
0: the hardest one to move through, right? It's like that's the one where the majority of people get stuck and it may not be like super in your face, but if you were to stop and ask yourself those questions, where am I numbing myself? What does it look like in five years? What do I want it to look like? If you stopped and actually answered those, you might then see where you're numbing yourself and where you're not wanting to move forward and what it is that you're using, Right.
1: And I'll tell you that, you know how, you know, if you're, if you're in stage three, if you're like, I'm fine, you didn't go through all that just to be fine, you know? So, so it's like, it's like, here's, let's say it's zero to a hundred. It's like 50%. Like, this is your starting place. Like, why are we settling for fine? That's not it. You should, by the time you're in stage five, everything Is different. I mean, it is so common. We were talking before we started. I was saying how I did my my uh, uh, retreat, Um, and it was just for the high level people within the PBT Institute. It's they're on a six month journey through the stages with me and all all of our coaches and everything. Four out of the eleven started new businesses, and it sounds so crazy. Here's why: once you've been through your trauma and you are truly transforming. You're like, if I could do that, what else can I do? And you're ready for, the, for new businesses, new levels of health, new relationships that you didn't have access to in stage three. So it's really common as you move through just to have all like the PBT Institute, that was a stage five thing.
0: Got it. mean, if you look at it, 30,000 foot view, it, it makes sense, right? Because you only have the capacity to hold so much in stage three. And so when you start to move on to four and five, you're like, okay, now other new things, opportunities, people can start to come into your space and allow you to move on to that next piece for you. So like, if you're, you brought it up, they started new businesses. Mm -hmm. I'd be curious to know, were they, were they like bored with their business? Were they stuck in their business? Was it at a plateau? Was it like, you know, a, like a drudgery kind of thing for them. Is that how they were feeling in the business and that it was showing up because of the betrayals in
1: the past? Yeah, it was. The business was fine or it was, you know, just something that was it was OK. They, you know what? It's like the, the best example I can give you. It's like this because people can understand weight loss. Right. So yeah. so imagine two. Let's just take two women and two women have they both their they're best friends and they both have 50 pounds to lose. And they spent, they've spent 20 years being 50 pounds overweight together. So they know what that feels like. They know that life. One of them decides, you know, I'm so done with the 50 pounds. I'm just done. And she changes everything and she loses the 50 pounds. And she says to her friend who's still sitting there with the 50 pounds on her, she says, it, it feels so good here. You know, I'll show you how I'll help you. And the other one's like, that's eh, okay. It's okay. And she's like, no, 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 but you don't get it. I was there. I know what that feels like. This is so much better. That's what, when you, when you are in stage four and stage five, and I get it. I mean, I didn't even share my story. I'm happy to. Um, I know what being betrayed feels like. It's, it's the most devastating blow to your body, to your mind, to your heart. So when you heal from something like that, you're like, oh, you have, you know, it's, you're, you're creating this new, it, it really lends itself to creating an entirely new identity. You take all the parts of you that you love, and you leave behind everything that no longer serves. And and it's just, um, we see the best relationship showing up in, in that place, because whether it's a completely new relationship with the person who hurt you, or a relationship with someone totally new you are in such a different place to access that
0: Mm, yeah oh my gosh um I want to continue to talk to you like hands down one I think we we opened a loop of number two I think we need to go back to number two before (laughs) like we start to wrap up but I know there's probably so many people that want to stay connected to you. So we'll get into that next. But can you go back to number
1: two before? Sure. So the the uh, the second discovery was that there's actually a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal, it's now known as post-betrayal syndrome. So we've had tens and tens of thousands of people take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz to see to what extent they're struggling. Um, and, and I can share with you, can I share a couple of stats with you? Yes, please. Okay. So first of all, I will tell you, you know, people think we've all heard time heals all wounds. I have the proof that that's not true Uh, because there is a question that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And people write things like my betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust my betrayal happened 15 years ago. Feels like it happened yesterday. So you cannot count on time. You cannot count on a new relationship to heal it. Mm -hmm. It will follow you around like a shadow until you move through the stages. So, men, women, just about every country's represented. 78%. This is, I think at last count, it was like 95,000 people had taken the quiz. 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant, and that's exhausting. 94% deal with painful triggers, the most common physical symptoms. 71% have low energy. 68% have sleep issues, 63% extreme fatigue, your adrenals have tanked. 47% have weight changes. In the beginning, you can't hold food down later on. You're using food for comfort. You're emotionally eating. 45% have a digestive issue. And that could be anything, Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis. So think about it. You go to the most well-meaning gut doctor, right? You're only getting to the, a little bit, you're not getting to the root. Mm -hmm. Um, the most common mental symptoms 78% are overwhelmed 68% can't focus 62% can't concentrate just imagine that you can't concentrate you have a gut issue you're exhausted you still have to go to work you still have to feed your kids that's not even the emotional ones emotionally 88% experience extreme sadness 83% are very angry. 79% are stressed. Just a few more. Here's why I wrote trust again. 84% have an inability to trust or right. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward and 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how.
0: And how many people have taken this quiz so far?
1: 95,000 plus you want to know here. I'll take it one step further. What's even crazier about that. Those stats. You didn't hear me say one thing, 20%, 30%. These numbers are super high. They're also not necessarily from a recent betrayal. This could be from the parent who did something awful when you were a kid. This could be from the girlfriend or boyfriend who broke your heart in high school. So think about this. That person may not know care. Remember, they may not even be alive. And here we are decades later in stage three struggling with these symptoms because we didn't do the work to heal what happened all that time ago
0: wow that in itself is is eye-opening of like okay and if everything in my world is fine Mm -hmm. that's probably a note to be like all right I need to be taking this quiz um (laughs) Do you have the quiz? Can can we give this to our audience?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everything is on the PBT, is in post-betrayal transformation, the pbtinstitute.com.
0: Beautiful. Oh my gosh. We'll put that link in the show notes so you can go and take the quiz. Um, uh, sadly, I think we have to wrap up. Oh my gosh. It's been absolutely amazing. You've given us so much, but I know people are definitely going to want to hang out and ask you more questions and go, Dr. Debbie, please just look at me and my situation. And what is it that I'm missing? How do I get out of stage three? What are the next steps? How do people connect with you? How do they grab your books? How do they maybe work with you into your programs? Like what are next steps?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Everything is at the pbtinstitute.com. And really all we do within the PBT Institute is we have our certified coaches. They're all certified in the five stages, but they're bringing in their own areas of specialty, narcissism, divorce, reconciliation, addiction, anything that anybody could possibly need to heal from betrayal. And it's everything in there is based on what the research proved works. So all we do is someone comes in at stage two or stage three, typically, and they're on a track to take all the, every class is numbered, the programs, the coaches, what you need to do, let's say in stage two, you do everything in stage two to get to stage three, do everything in stage three to get to stage four, everything in four to get to five. So you're going in with a, you know, with a sort of a roadmap of, because otherwise, you know, you'll see a therapist forever unpacking your story. If anything glues you to stage three and I'm a psychologist, but I I am a coach first it's going, you know, it's going over it endlessly without a strategic plan to move forward. So yeah, all we do is move people through the stages.
0: I love that. And, And it's holding their hand, but holding and creating the space and container of like, this is how we move you through. And that's why you probably do it quite quickly. I mean, each person probably is unpacking at their own level and at their own pace, but it sounds like what it's doing is supporting them and moving from step to step to step so that you can be out of fine. So you can stop numbing. So you can start, you know, opening up your space, which is then going to help you in all the other areas. I love how you said it's like, it's not getting to the root. So we're just trying to put band-aids on things that are really deeply rooted when if we can just go to the root and take a look at what it is, get rid of it that way. And it's like, oh, free, Yes.
1: Well, like, and that's lifted off. Exactly. And that's exactly one of the things we see too. I mean, yeah. that's why when someone's, you know, leaves stage three and goes into four and five, the weight falls off the gut issues heal, the hair gets thicker, the skin gets better, The everything changes because think about what's happened. They've strengthened their immune system. They've slowed down the accelerated aging. If I tell you how many people say that they look 10 years younger in stage five than in stage three. I mean, they've, they've shifted everything because betrayal hits you on every level, physical, mental, and emotional. So within the PBT Institute, you're healing on every level and everything is being curated. So you don't have to go to all these different places and conflicting ideas, like one-stop shopping to move through your betrayal. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for the work that you were doing in the world. Um, The world does deserve to hear about it and deserves to, you know, get that piece of them back, you know, and what does it look like going forward? But before I let you go back into your world, I would love for you to share with us, you know, what would be a takeaway or a memorable note that you would like to leave our audience with today?
1: Yeah, you know, first of all, thanks for the opportunity. I would say it's it it is so painful and I get it. I've I've been there. Um, If you have to say this to yourself a million times it's worth it. And it's this, even though it happened to you, it's not about you. It's not. And the minute you are willing to move through the stages, you will meet a version of yourself. So beautiful, so strong, so healthy, so healed. And, and you'll, you'll, instead of this being the story of your life, it becomes a pivotal chapter of your life. And you, you owe it to yourself to do that.
0: Beautifully said. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. And I want to thank our audience for joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I am so excited for you to take these lessons and these resources that you've learned here, start implementing them and creating even more impact in your own world. Until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content Make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, Productions.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.